0: section nine of some answered questions by abdul baha translated by laura clifford barney this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by novella serena part two some christian subjects section sixteen outward forms and symbols must be used to convey intellectual conceptions a subject that is essential for the comprehension of the questions that we have mentioned and of others of which we are about to speak so that the essence of the problems may be understood is this that human knowledge is of two kinds one is the knowledge of things perceptible to the senses that is to say things which the eye or ear or smell or taste or touch can perceive which are called objective or sensible so the sun because it can be seen is said to be objective and in the same way sounds are sensible because the ear hears them perfumes are sensible because they can be inhaled and the sense of smell perceives them foods are sensible because the palate perceives their sweetness sourness or saltiness heat and cold are sensible because the feelings perceive them these are said to be sensible realities the other kind of human knowledge is intellectual that is to say it is a reality of the intellect it has no outward form and no place and it is not perceptible to the senses for example the power of intellect is not sensible none of the inner qualities of man is a sensible thing on the contrary they are intellectual realities so love is a mental reality and not sensible for this reality the ear does not hear the eye does not see the smell does not perceive the taste does not discern the touch does not feel even ethereal matter the forces of which are said in physics to be heat light electricity and magnetism is an intellectual reality and is not sensible in the same way nature also in its essence is an intellectual reality and is not sensible the human spirit is an intellectual not sensible reality in explaining these intellectual realities one is obliged to express them by sensible figures because in exterior existence there is nothing that is not material therefore to explain the reality of the spirit its condition its station one is obliged to give explanations under the forms of sensible things because in the external world all that exists is sensible for example grief and happiness are intellectual things when you wish to express those spiritual qualities you say my heart is oppressed my heart is enlarged though the heart of man is neither oppressed nor enlarged this is an intellectual or spiritual state to explain which you are obliged to have recourse to sensible figures another example you say such an individual made great progress though he is remaining in the same place or again such an one's position was exalted although like every one else he walks upon the earth this exaltation and this progress are spiritual states and intellectual realities but to explain them you are obliged to have recourse to sensible figures because in the exterior world there is nothing that is not sensible so the symbol of knowledge is light and of ignorance darkness but reflect is knowledge sensible light or ignorance sensible darkness no they are merely symbols these are only intellectual states but when you desire to express them outwardly you call knowledge light and ignorance darkness you say my heart was gloomy and it became enlightened now that light of knowledge and that darkness of ignorance are intellectual realities not sensible ones but when we seek for explanations in the external world we are obliged to give them in a sensible form then it is evident that the dove which descended upon christ was not a material dove but it was a spiritual state which that it might be comprehensible was expressed by a sensible figure thus in the old testament it is said that god appeared as a pillar of fire this does not signify the material form it is an intellectual reality which is expressed by a sensible image christ says the father is in the son and the son is in the father was christ within god or god within christ no in the name of god on the contrary this is an intellectual state which is expressed in a sensible figure we come to the explanation of the words of paha'u'llah when he says o king verily i have been like any other man sleeping upon my couch the breezes of the most glorious passed over me and taught me the knowledge of all that has been this is not from me but from the powerful the omniscient this is the state of manifestation it is not sensible it is an intellectual reality exempt and freed from time from past present and future it is an explanation a simile a metaphor and is not to be accepted literally it is not a state that can be comprehended by man sleeping and waking is passing from one state to another sleeping is the condition of repose and wakefulness is the condition of movement sleeping is the state of silence wakefulness is the state of speech sleeping is the state of mystery wakefulness is the state of manifestation for example It is a persian and arabic expression to say that the earth was asleep and the spring came and it awoke or the earth was dead and the spring came and it revived these expressions are metaphors allegories mystic explanations in the world of signification briefly the holy manifestations have ever been and ever will be luminous realities no change or variation takes place in their essence Before declaring their manifestation, they are silent and quiet like a sleeper, and after their manifestation, they speak and are illuminated like one who is awake. 17. The birth of Christ. Question How was Christ born of the Holy Spirit? Answer In regard to this question, theologians and materialists disagree. The theologians believe that Christ was born of the Holy Spirit but the materialists think this is impossible and inadmissible and that without doubt he had a human father in the koran it is said and we sent our spirit unto her and he appeared unto her in the shape of a perfect man meaning that the holy spirit took the likeness of the human form as an image is produced in a mirror and he addressed mary the materialists believe that there must be marriage and say that a living body cannot be created from a lifeless body and without male and female there cannot be fecundation and they think that not only with man but also with animals and plants it is impossible for this union of the male and female exists in all living beings and plants this pairing of things is even shown forth in the koran glory be to him who has created all the pairs of such things as the earth produceth and of themselves and of things which they know not that is to say men animals and plants are all in pairs and of everything have we created two kinds that is to say we have created all the beings through pairing briefly they say a man without a human father cannot be imagined in answer the theologians say this thing is not impossible and unachievable but it has not been seen and there is a great difference between a thing which is impossible and one which is unknown for example in former times the telegraph which causes the east and the west to communicate was unknown but not impossible Photography and phonography were unknown, but not impossible. The materialists insist upon this belief, and the theologians reply Is this globe eternal or phenomenal? The materialists answer that according to science and important discoveries, it is established that it is phenomenal. In the beginning, it was a flaming globe, and gradually it became temperate. A crust was formed around it, and upon this crust, plants came into existence, then animals and finally man the theologians say then from your statement it has become evident and clear that mankind is phenomenal upon the globe and not eternal then surely the first man had neither father nor mother for the existence of man is phenomenal is not the creation of man without father and mother even though gradually more difficult than if he had simply come into existence without a father as you admit that the first man came into existence without father or mother whether it be gradually or at once there can remain no doubt that a man without a human father is also possible and admissible you cannot consider this impossible otherwise you are illogical for example if you say that this lamp has once been lighted without wick and oil and then say that it is impossible to light it without the wick this is illogical christ had a mother the first man as the materialists believe had neither father nor mother Eighteen, the greatness of christ is due to his perfections a great man is a great man whether born of a human father or not if being without a father is a virtue Adam is greater and more excellent than all the prophets and messengers, for he had neither father nor mother. That which causes honor and greatness is the splendor and bounty of the divine perfections. The Son is born from substances and form, which can be compared to father and mother, and it is absolute perfection. But the darkness has neither substance nor form, neither father nor mother, and it is absolute imperfection the substance of adam's physical life was earth but the substance of abraham was pure sperm it is certain that the pure and chaste sperm is superior to earth furthermore in the first chapter of the gospel of john verses twelve and thirteen it is said but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of god even to them that believed on his name which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of god from these verses it is obvious that the being of a disciple also is not created by physical power but by the spiritual reality the honour and greatness of christ is not due to the fact that he did not have a human father but to his perfections bounties and divine glory if the greatness of christ is his being fatherless then adam is greater than christ for he had neither father nor mother it is said in the old testament and the lord god formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul observe that it is said that adam came into existence from the spirit of life moreover the expression which john uses in regard to the disciples proves that they also are from the heavenly father hence it is evident that the holy reality meaning the real existence of every great man comes from god and owes its being to the breath of the holy spirit the purport is that if to be without a human father is the greatest human glory then adam is greater than all for he had neither father nor mother is it better for a man to be created from a living substance or from earth Certainly it is better if he be created from a living substance, but Christ was born and came into existence from the Holy Spirit. To conclude, the splendour and honour of the holy souls and the divine manifestations come from their heavenly perfections, bounties, and glory, and from nothing else. End of section nine. Recording by Novella Serena.